if you as a tenant are paying 1500 bucks a month and you know out in the marketplace you got to pay 2300 to get the same house i'd be purposely making it a mess so not to show it make it show attractive right of i'd course. be leaving the toilet seat down with a few turds floating in the pool <laughs> you know yeah. I, I I I wouldn't go out of my way as a tenant then to make sure everything was looking perfect. That's for sure. Welcome to episode Welcome. one. Oh my God, one forty nine of KT Confidential. One hundred and forty nine. I'm Adrian Trot. This is my partner Ariel Cormendi. and this is the Real Estate Podcast. Today we are banging off a really quick one. But on a very important topic, by the way, I must You're say, still I like talking your about the podcast, change of scenery, all the yeah, nice got the KT, hats, got the KT hats, hats in the back, back there. Yeah, we need to get some nice lifestyle shots of them for our website and social posts. I saw the Sirhan nicely team, displayed. The Sirhan um, brokerage posted some nice um, Instagram stories of their new line of clothing. I like their did hoodies. You, yeah, me too. They did. Uh, they look quite nice. There's the that uh, is that one and the the equivalent with the mesh back are uh, with the um, leather camel. logo. Those two are definitely among the most popular so yeah, far. The, the can and we haven't really launched or released them yet. We haven't launched the, it. So those of you watching, you get the exclusive access. I stole this one because this one is uh, my favorite color. Ariel did, was. Did, did you? I try? think my head's crooked. It's something that's crooked. Looks <laughs> funny. Well, it's because I'm trying to adjust it looking in the mirror and the mirror is, or the, sorry, the camera and the camera's mirrored. So it's like my right did is you, my left and my left is my did right. Did you try uh, molding the the brim of it or like, why is it so, it's supposed to be straight on those hats. I know. I know. You know, see, that's one thing. I like hats that are molded, but so I did. Did it ruin it? You look like a big red bird. <laughs> <laughs> I just have to like push it really far down on my head, or I can wear it backwards. There, I can wear it backwards. You can see my there. big forehead. There you go. That's a little better. That is a big hat. That is the big fit. So we had to get yeah. the big fit for your big head. Yeah, it's very comfortable. Um, this one that I'm holding is actually a oh, kids, kids fit. Kids I love fit. that. It's super cute. The girls, yeah. uh, they they didn't get the camo one. They got one. Got a. I think a pink one and a blue one. Anyways, they're very cute, super cute. So we'll be uh, yeah. having those on our website soon. Yeah, Details we've got, to follow. Uh, we've got a few hundred hats. So um, we'll be making some big announcements over the next uh, few weeks and uh, going to start ramping up on some of the KT apparel oh, and some of the... Go figure. The town of Milton's calling me, answering a question I have. They, they're so hard to get a hold of. They decide to call me now. Answer it. Answer it. Put it on mute and I'll 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 continue. Okay. So today, um, Adrian, once he's Hello, done, Adrian speaking. you didn't put yourself on mute, dumbass. Um, once he's done talking to the town of Milton, and he's right, the town of Milton is super hard to get a hold of right now because they're probably short staff, but they're also getting a ton of inquiries, especially into the bylaw department and the zoning department um with all of the building and construction and renovations and everything that's going on so he had some specific questions about a basement apartment rental um that we could be taking on as a listing for the entire house anyways 
while he's on mute there answering or getting answers to the question, today we're going to talk about tenants and and rentals and what to do when you want to sell your home that has tenants in it. And here's the thing. A lot of people don't know that you cannot evict your tenant. You cannot ask your tenant to leave for the purpose of you wanting to just sell it. So if the tenant does not want to leave, and this is assuming that there is no contract, the contract, the rental contract has expired. So you signed up that tenant for a one-year lease. It's now 18 months in and they're on a month to month. Just because they're on a month to month does not mean that you can ask the tenant to leave for the purpose of selling the home. Now, there are some workarounds because sometimes you can negotiate with them. You can say, hey, I'll give you 7,500 bucks to vacate because I need to sell the home. I need the money. I can't afford the house. Whatever the situation is, you can negotiate with them to ask them if they're willing to do back. that. Back. What, uh, what was your question to the town? Oh, hang on. I'm back, but I can't hear you. Well, it doesn't help if you can't hear me. Like, hello, welcome to this podcast. Yes, we record live episode 149 of KT Confidential. Wherever you're listening to this stream, uh, make sure that you like and leave some comments or leave a review. If you like this podcast, please leave a review. We don't have too many reviews on our podcast. We have tons of reviews about our real estate services. Five star, may I add, on Google, uh, with now probably 160 reviews or so. So one of the top rated teams. Um, back. But we don't have back. too many reviews on our podcast. So if you could, wherever you're listening, um, leave us a review. We'd really appreciate it. So I was asking you, what were you talking to the town about? Was it something? Oh, well, there's a question. Uh, there's a, a comment, a conversation going on on the local Milton page um, regarding somebody complaining that people were walking on their grass on the side of the road where there's no sidewalk. And then there was comments saying, well, the town owns that anyways. Um, so I wanted, I wanted to confirm exactly how it looked, how, how it's designated, like what portion of the lot is typically owned by the town or is it that they have an easement that allows them access to it, et cetera. And, um, anyways, I, so I called to get an answer. And last time I called with a request, they took, a week and four phone calls to get a call back. And then on all at once in one day, I got like three phone calls back from three different people with an answer. So I did not expect to call this quickly. What was the answer? Three feet in from the curb? Uh, they said a general rule of thumb is wherever the water shutoff access is, is basically where the, that line resides. So, and then the, the comment that intrigued me was saying, so well, you don't, don't own that anyways. So right. if they want to walk on your grass at the end of the lot, they can. Right. So technically on my lot, uh, parking. my part of my, uh, we'll call it walkway and part, and a good, yeah, that's part a good of point. My, good part of my front garden is owned yeah. by the town. Yeah, isn't that interesting? 
Because usually when you've got a sidewalk and a boulevard, you just assume that the boulevard portion is the town and what's on the other side is yours. Anyways. Uh, not true. That that I know it's not true. But um, I don't know how you can just say, oh, as a general rule of thumb, wherever the water shutoff is. Well, she said, she said you got to look at the survey, but nobody's got a legit survey these days. Yeah. Side note, no builder does a actual property survey. They have what's called a plan of subdivision and it gives you... Yeah rough you know measurement of your lot and whatever but surveys cost a lot of money so builders don't do them they do um, did you get into the topic because i know you and i both have uh, i did so minutes. what i was ta- what i was talking about it was the fact that you can't kick out a tenant just to sell the property but you can negotiate with them you can offer yeah. them a lump sum to get the hell out of there but you can't just say i'm selling the house so you got to go well, that's the first conversation I have with many people. And it's been very prevalent that most landlords think they can. Uh, so they're often surprised when I say, no, you can't just legally, no, you can't just kick them out to sell. Mm-hmm. In fact, uh, in order to sell, but they can live there through the entire duration of the sale. And if the buyer of the home wants to use it for rental purposes, they cannot kick out the tenants either. Unless they can only kick, they can only provide notice if they are going if they are intending on using it for their own personal use or an immediate family member. I think caregiver also. There's a couple little okay unique niche kind of how many people scenarios. are buying a home to give it to their caregiver to live in. Yeah, well, I guess that becomes the issue. Like, is that vague enough or? Does that open opportunity for people to abuse the system, perhaps? But the risk oh, also there's tons of abuse going on behind the course. scenes. Let's let's face facts of here: course. is that of course, if you say I'm buying it so my caregiver can move in, who's going to believe yes. that shit? Well, here's another thing that's relatively new. I don't remember when exactly they enacted this rule, but if you are selling and the tenant is being evicted in order to accommodate the new buyer that wants to occupy it as a primary residence, you must pay them one month's rent. Correct. Which I think is fair because you're kicking them out. So they have to uproot their family and move and pay moving expenses and the inconvenience. Like at a minimum, I'd say it's fair. Oh yeah. So that I I do agree with. And potentially depending on what time of the month that happens, um, you know, they may end up having to pay some overlap on that new place anyways, yeah, right? Like an extra absolutely. week or two that overlap. Especially well, yeah. Because, yeah. and that's a challenge too sometimes is because most tenancies end at the end of the month and they start at the beginning of the month. So if you're moving in somewhere where there's a tenant moving out on the 31st and you want to commence on the 1st, it's like, where do I go for 12 hours? <laughs> you know? I always say it doesn't to me. It doesn't matter what day the tenancy starts on. No, I, no it doesn't. It doesn't matter. I actually prefer that it's an odd day and not beginning of the month or even the 15th of the month. Like if, why can't a tenancy start on the 12th of the month, right? And then, yeah. you know, it can be whatever day. It certainly can. Um, so what would you suggest? Because I'm a big advocate of it. You know, in, in with many homes, especially single family homes, if you are planning to sell, there's a high probability that the buyer will be using it for themselves, not as a rental. So what would you do to uh, persuade a tenant to move out beforehand? Call my friend Bubba and have him come over with a shotgun. No, I'm <laughs> kidding. Um, money, money talks, right? Like anybody will move for the right amount of money, but it depends on, look, 
if you have a tenant that's been in your property for five, six, seven years, and they're paying 1500 bucks a month rent and current market rent is $2,300 a month for, well, Sylvia is an example, Sylvia and our team, I helped her rent her investment property. I want to say five years ago, and they are paying probably $500 below market value. Now what market value is today for rental property. Right. And, um, but they pay on time. They take care of the house. That's a lot of money. That's six grand a year. Right. Yeah. So if Sylvia wanted to sell the place, how motivated is that tenant going to be to leave knowing that now every year they got to pay six grand a month more just to get the same house. They're not going to be motivated. You're going to have to really give them some kind of an incentive to, to want to move or to just be agreeable to moving. So, but at the end of the day, that's, that's what it is. And maybe a heart to heart conversation, depending on what your situation is. Like if you are in financial uh, need of disposing of that home, maybe you say, listen, uh, I'm really sorry to do this to you, but uh, I have to sell the house. I need the money. I can't keep the house anymore. I know your situation. You like it here and your rent is low. Um, you know, maybe you offer a percentage of the sale price and say, hey, you know, to help you move, I'll give you 1% of whatever the house sells for. Right. Well, and as an investment, then, I mean, now you can write that off too. Yeah. And, and then it also, if you do it as a percentage of the sale, like that's what I would do. I would give them 1% probably of the sale price of the home because that also motivates those people. Okay. Well, I don't know why. Either way though, I think um, whatever that number is, I I think where you're going with it is that they're inclined to be as supportive uh, and accommodating through exactly. the process. Then they're they're financially motivated to make sure the house sells. So don't be leaving dirty dishes in the sink because we're getting a percentage of the sale. Yeah. Well, and this Just, is a big problem with selling a place with tenants. And, you know, we're showing those types of houses all the time and they're hard to get into and they're filthy. They're not very attractive. Those are typically the houses that will end up selling for below well, market value. Like, think about it. If you're the tenant, if you get a showing request and, okay, even if you get the 24 hours notice, let's say let's say you work from nine to five, Monday to Friday, whatever, and the showing request is for Thursday at 3 p.m. So you know, before you leave for work, that you got to make your bed, put the toilet seat down, put all of your toiletries away, clean all the dishes, wash all the dishes. If you don't do that, if you don't have that normal routine every morning, which I know from seeing many, many rental properties that most of them don't show very well if they're, you know, uh, just just leave it as is. Um, if you as a tenant are paying 1500 bucks a month and you know out in the marketplace you got to pay 2300 to get the same house i don't know i'd be i'd be purposely making it a mess so not to show it make it show attractive right i'd be leaving the toilet seat down with a few turds floating in the pool you know <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. 
for okay. me that conversation that might usually... be exaggerating but yeah, I, I, I I wouldn't go out of my way as a tenant then to make sure everything was looking no. perfect. That's yeah, for like, sure. No, that's my dinner time. I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm going to stick to my routine versus, yeah. you know, being motivated and saying, yeah, you know what, I'll adjust my schedule to let this person come through. And the Residential Tenancies Act, we've talked about this. Everything in the Residential Tenancies Act is geared towards protecting that tenant. So... Yeah. If that tenant does not want to accommodate you, you will not be accommodated. Quite simple. Yeah. I usually start that process off by explaining what the options are and the potential outcome of the scenario. And when it's a single family residential home, I do inform them. I say, listen, it's, there's a high probability that the buyer of this home will be using it as their primary residence, in which case, you know, they're entitled to uh, evict you and, and take ownership and occupy the home. Um, and that's the likely outcome in most cases saying that you can either wait out the, the, the sale process and see if they do in fact want to occupy it. Or if you don't want to be left stranded last minute to find a place we can prepare now and see if there's a property you might be inclined to move for, move ahead with moving into in advance. And sometimes that just that simple conversation works. And then obviously bringing up the one month's rent compensation. And sometimes that's all you need to do. But if they're hesitant and you need to push a bit more, then I think leaning into more compensation is a good option. Um, I think that that would probably be convincing in some cases because it's most all, of these people are going to hire rent. It's all about rent. money. It's all about of course, money. Right? Always At is. the end of the day. And, and recognizing that they all have moving expenses. Like I've had sellers that... Um, I, I told them it's in your best interest to sell this home vacant so we can stage it properly because let's face it, we either do not stage a property property that's rented or we can't stage it the way we want because you're not telling the tenant you got to pack everything up or you got to move this or you got to get rid of the sofa. It's not happening, right? So you're doing like a fluff staging. You're adding some pillows, some artwork, some accessories, whatever. Maybe, uh, but maybe. maybe, yeah, but it's not staged the way we would normally stage a property that's being lived in by the owner um, yeah. or vacant. So it's as if you're selling that investment property, it's in your best interest as the seller to make sure that it's vacant. So, you know, do you accommodate their moving expenses and say, hey, I'll pay for your movers and your first month rent? Is that well, here's, So this is something to crunch the numbers, I suppose. Um, you know, we're obviously big advocates of it being more saleable and you'll get more money if it's empty because you can stage it and do it properly. But the other component to it is the house is sitting empty. So you have some lost income and some expenses that are not going to be recouped. Um, so you've got that expense. And then if you're talking about paying out additional money above the required amount, you have to kind of add up all that those funds and say, okay, well, the house is going to sit vacant for three months. So I've lost $6,000 in rent. And then I'm going to pay maybe an extra, an extra month. So uh, two months rent. So there's $8,000. So do I think that I could sell it for $8,000 or more? And when it was vacant and staged properly, I would say in most cases for any average home, the answer would be yes. Yeah. Two to 3% easily more. Yeah. Yeah. Consistent. I and mean, we've, we've seen that in our, 
daily activities and it, selling. It depends, so. before we wrap it up here, it depends on the property. Like you got to have a proper consultation with a realtor that knows what they're doing and can handle any of those situations. Because in some situations, if it's tenanted and it's under a good contract, there's a good lease in place or they're paying good rent um, and the tenant is of good quality, you know, if it's a condo or a lower price townhouse, as an example, the type of properties that are often purchased for an investment, um, maybe you sell it with the tenant and that could be seen as a potential plus for some, for if some you've got great rent. If you've got a yeah, solid well, tenant paying saying. big bucks, then yeah, that adds value to it. That's what I'm saying. So if you've got a solid tenant that's paying, you know, pretty close to market rent or, you know, a reasonable amount, um, you can use that in the marketing and and talk to the fact that there is currently a lease in place. And because of that, half of that rental income will be added um, when the mortgage approval is factored for the debt servicing. So if they're paying $2,000 a month, $1,000 of that is counted as income on your income. Yeah. So it helps well, you. Yeah. Helps your and approval. think they have they have zero vacancy. So if they buy it and close on it, they're probably gonna have at least one or two months, if not three, where there's no tenants and they're paying it if they're buying it as an investment. Yeah. Um, and then they have the cost of finding a tenant. So potentially two, three, four months of rent versus taking on a house with a great tenant. Two, mo- two months of rent. Two months. Two months for sure. Um, you know, sure. that's, that's a lot of done money. It time, but two months and plus the commission to well, hire. I mean, at least two months total, including the commission to find somebody oh, I see. and a month yeah. of vacancy at a minimum. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So you're a few thousand bucks right there. Right. So maybe for some investors buying a, the right property with a tenant uh, makes a lot of sense. So you got to look at all the options, but yeah, if you're, if you're trying to sell, a home with a tenant in it. Um, it can be complicated. I would suggest like one of my, uh, one of my quick tips here, if you are selling a property that has a tenant in it, make sure you get it deep cleaned and cover the cost. So just tell your tenant we're listing it for, for sale. We're sending cleaners in and they're going to clean every nook and cranny of that place. Oh, I, I, most of the time they're pleased to have that service. Sure. And that's something that's really important because if your tenant does not want to move out before you sell it, you don't be a dick. You got to be friends with them and befriend them and be nice to them because you will require their, uh, accommodation and, and cooperation throughout the process. Yeah. They got to participate. Anyways, episode 149 of KT Confidential. Thank you for listening. Um, Again, leave us a review on some of these uh, areas that you're streaming this podcast. I'd like to get some reviews going. Um, And if you have any comments about this topic or you want to hear us talk about something else, episode 150 is coming up. So we'd like to uh, get some of your feedback. What do you want to hear in episode 150 next week? Thanks for listening. Ciao. Thanks for watching. Bye-bye.